Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We have an out-of-the-box episode coming from our bedroom tonight. Yeah, you can call it out-of-the-box. No, I'm calling it out-of-the-box. So we have had uh, different people on to talk about sort of what's going on in the world right now. We've had a clinic owner on talking about the difficult decision she had to make to close her clinic before we were mandated to do so. We had another clinic owner are on to talk about the financial strain that um, is happening with small businesses right now. And we've talked a lot about what people are doing while they're isolating. So we had uh, RMT on who's, you know, doing daily social media exercise videos. And we have also alluded to a couple of times on the episodes that we've seen posts by people who would be labeled as quote, unquote, conspiracy theorists. Mm who have a different idea about what is going on in the world right now and why um, why the entire world is on lockdown right now. And yes, yes, there is a global p- pandemic. Nobody's arguing that or nobody's uh, saying that's not what's going on. But we wanted to allow this person to present their ideas about why they think this is all happening right now and what's going on in the world energetically. And that's what we do. We're about people, we're about stories, and uh, this person's got a story for you. Yeah, so uh, sit tight, and uh, if this is not something that you want to hear, if you're not into all the conspiracy theorist things, let this be a disclaimer for you that some of this stuff is pretty wild, and it would not be something you'd ever hear about in the mainstream, ever. Talking on the phone tonight with Ravinder, who is an energy healer and wanted to share with all of us um, her take on what's going on in the world right now, and um, hopefully it might help some of you, and uh, I mean, she's been doing this type of work for, I think, over 20 years? Yes, yes. over okay. 20 years. So, because as I said, I tried to uh, read up on you before we did this, and I got so confused because I don't 100% understand energy healing and energy work, but you're the expert, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself and sort of what it is that you do for people, and we'll jump right in. Okay, well, hello, everybody, and uh, thank you for having me on this, and thank you for allowing for a platform for some of this information to be uh, released, put it out there. Uh, Yeah, so I do a lot of uh, energetic work. And uh, the way I describe it is just like we have a physical anatomy that, you know, as massage therapists, as um, health practitioners, we're aware of, we also have an energetic anatomy. And so we're made up of much more than just our physical body. We have connections with our soul. I think most people have a general knowing or, you know, belief that we do have a soul, we do have a spirit, and then we have our human physical body here. So what I do is I'm able to go into those other realms and see what's happening and see where somebody might be stuck or if their soul is trying to guide them in a different direction and their mind is saying, no, I want to go in pursue this direction and then sometimes they will we will all end up in struggles and obstacles and not understanding why it's not succeeding and we're putting we're hustling and we're doing whatever we can but it's not succeeding so my job is to facilitate whoever it is that I'm working with in a session to help them line up more with what their sole purpose is in that moment and also to help them 
facilitate people in releasing old fears, old traumas from childhood that are still stuck in their system uh, energetically, but also it's where they're operating from in terms of sometimes self-sabotage, uh, sometimes an overcompensation, those types of things. That's what I work on. I know there's a lot of people probably thinking right now, how do you figure out that you are in tune with these sorts of things? Like, how does one become an energy healer? How do you suddenly start feeling these things? I don't think it's suddenly necessarily. It's It can be gradual. Some of us uh, come in with these abilities. So I came in with these abilities from birth. At some point uh, in childhood, it became unsafe for me to have access to those abilities. So my soul shut them down. And then when I finished university, started working, all of a sudden those abilities started to open up again. It's not to say that we don't all have these abilities, but depending on what we're here to do, we don't always have access to them right from the get-go. The more that we do work on ourselves, the more that we do clear the stuff that is held in our body from childhoods, from past lives, interference essentially, it creates more and more space for more and more of our soul's energy to come in. And as more of our soul's energy comes in, people will say, hey, I'm starting to have those intuitive feelings, or I, I was thinking about you the other day, and all of a sudden you called, or I had a feeling that I'd be getting a check in the mail. So little things like that will start to spark them. Mm -hmm. And the more that we do work on ourselves that way, hence I call my work soul work method, the more access we have to our higher aspect. So we have a lot of listeners that are very science based. And I know your background is completely science based. Mm -hmm. I've, I recently had someone say that, you know, they don't believe in intuition because there's no scientific evidence. And do you ever have people who say to you, like, what you're doing, the soul work method, your your energy healing with people, that there's no science behind it and they completely discredit what you're doing? Do you have a lot of skeptics? No, not at all. Uh, I, Being someone who's worked in the research field in molecular biology, uh, I've worked with postdocs, I've worked with scientists who all understand that there's a higher intelligence, that the way our cell is designed, the, the down to the little nanotubules during cell division, uh, down to the real intricacies of the DNA, that there has to be a higher intelligence about how this works. And there are scientists out there who have done all kinds of interesting experiments uh, which shows how our thought can affect our DNA, which shows how our thoughts can affect cellular structure. So I don't get those skeptics because obviously they're not going to be drawn to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that um, it isn't true or it is. Everybody's at their own level of truth. Perfect. So before we jump into the real topic today and why we're we're speaking over the phone, which is for you to sort of give our listeners an idea of what's going on in the world right now energetically and um, maybe give some clarity to some people who have been having this gut-wrenching feeling that I've been having and I know I know lots of people have been having. Which is what? What's that gut-wrenching feeling you're talking about? I don't know. This horrible, literally like a 
there's a hand inside my stomach grabbing onto all of my insides and twisting them and twisting them and why, twisting why them. Why do you feel like that? I don't know. Ravinder's going to tell me. <laughs> hmm. But before we Are get into scared? that, am I scared? Are you worried? I, d- I don't this feel. Comes from I don't feel scared or worried. Then I'm confused, okay. right? <laughs> um, before we get into that, though, I I want to know what what does this look like if somebody were to feel you know to seek you out and say you know I've tried everything and nothing seems to be making me feel better and they come to you. What does a session with you look like? So it's usually a Zoom call, whether it's video or audio, and they share with me where they're at, what's been happening, and then I'll start to tap right into the other uh, energetic realm, see where we need to go. Um, Sometimes we're clearing things energetically, and so I'm sort of talking them through that as they're allowing the energetics to work. And some people are super sensitive and they're feeling it. And before I even say, okay, now we're clearing stuff from their heart, you know, they're already feeling it. And they're feeling the releases uh, before I even say that. At other times, we're working through programs uh, and patterns and belief systems that have really taken um, and been reinforced in terms of neuronal pathways in the brain. And then I use certain tools to help create uh, a way to create a new belief system or a healthier belief system and get them out of that pattern and habit. So it's all over the phone or uh, video. And the sessions are usually about an hour long. Um, some people require multiple sessions to work through whatever it is they're wanting to work through at that time. Some people are really committed to working through and clearing whatever is triggering them because whatever is triggering you in the moment is what it's your guide to know, hey, that's something that you need to process and work and work through and clear. Do you get different results with this, whether it's over the phone or Zoom or Skype where you can see each other? Like, nope. Is there any difference Not in that? Same, same result. So I, I know one time when you and I were in person together, I don't you might not remember this meeting, but um, I remember asking you about the energy work you do. And you said, well, I've, I feel things. I've always been able to feel things. And I remember I just I just accepted it when you said that. I was just like, oh, okay. And walked away. That was it. End of conversation. But what, is that, what does that mean? You feel things. I don't know if you can verbalize it any better than the way you already so described it to like, me. It's kind of like right now where you're hanging out on your, your bed. I'm hanging out in my room. And we're surrounded with um, radio waves, you know, we're surrounded with cell phone waves, we're surrounded with all kinds of EMFs, but we don't feel them. We can turn our radio on and turn the dial, and by turning the dial, we'll be able to tune into different radio stations at different frequencies. So it's very similar like that. I'll just tune into a dial and be able to tune into that person and get messages Sometimes that person's own soul or higher self will come and speak to me and say, hey, because they know I have that extra sensory perception. So that it'll the soul will come to me of that person and say, hey, they're dealing with blah, blah, blah. Can you please let them know? So I'll get a message for them. And sometimes I share it. Sometimes I'm not certain always if they're going to want to hear it. But as the more I do this, the more I, I also understand that when I get that message from their soul, it's because they're meant to hear it. Does that 
help? That does help. Yes. I mean, Mark's eyeballs went seven sizes <laughs> as to what they normally are because it's, I mean, it's mind blowing. And again, I got small eyeballs. <laughs> Don't everyone freak out. Well, I mean, it's, I'm sure there's a lot of people feeling that way as well when they listen to this is because for I think majority of the population she's crazy is what they're thinking they might be but majority of the population I don't think if they do feel anything I don't think they understand what they're feeling or have the ability to tap into these things so when you meet someone who's like okay I'm getting a message Mm -hmm. that you need to hear this I feel like that's why I had asked you if you had any skeptics, but like you said, people who are skeptical wouldn't exactly. be coming to exactly. you to do and energy work. And even people work. like, you know, I've, I've really pared back from my alternative medicine practice because I knew my soul was telling me very strongly, now is the time, things are going to get colorful in the world, now is the time to focus on assisting people in a different way because that's what they're going to need now. Colorful. I got that colorful. message really, really, really strong. Um, at the end of October, because I had to give a three-month notice to uh, finish up at my clinic. And so I listened to it, and boom, here we are, you know? Things are Things getting Things are getting colorful. colorful, exactly, and here we are. So, and you know, I'll get messages like that. I work a lot with parents, actually. So, for example, sometimes uh, someone will come to me to help with some dynamics with a child, and I'll tune in. I'll be like, oh, it's because of um, this, that, and the other, or there's some learning issues happening. And I'll be like, okay, you know, there was one child who came in at the age of three months. And I, I told mom, because she came in for a session, I said, listen, your child is going to be a super duper leader. Forget about him or her ever wanting to listen to authority. It's just not going to happen. Uh, it's not because they have oppositional defiance issues like the way some children do when things are really out of balance. That's a different story. Um, I was tapped in. I said, your child is actually here from a completely different planetary system that is much, much, much higher in technology in terms of the evolution of their own spirit than we are here at the moment and has created phenomenal architecture in that world. So by the time this kid was four, they were drawing all kinds of amazing things. This kid is brilliant in math. Now this child is now about nine. So it's really helping the parents understand to know how to navigate the world for that child. Is your mind blown again? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you alluded to... The fact that the world is yes. getting colorful. And I know off mic, you and I have had these conversations and that's the language you've used. Colorful. Tell me what that what that means. What's, What's going, going on? on? How are things getting colorful? How so, are things getting colorful? I feel like most people could agree that over the past however long, 10 years, five years, I feel like a lot of people have felt somewhere in their system that something feels really off with the world. Would you say you guys have felt that way at all? Do you think that's a global sensation or that's a North American sensation? I feel it is a sensation and those people who are not living from a place of just being in survival, who have the ability to have at least some level of security and comfort in their world where they have the ability to think beyond that. Okay, gotcha. Now, what I'm going to do is at this point, I'm going to just sort of bring us all in into a little meditation. 
because we need to sort of set a little standard here to allow this information to be received by those of us who just want to protect ourselves by putting up our ego shields of, oh, this is LDS. Okay. So <laughs> if, if that's okay with you guys, I'd like to just do that right now. That's okay. Let's just all take a deep breath in and breathe right into the lowest parts of your lungs, allowing all that oxygen in. And then breathing it right out. And let's take another deep breath in. And breathe it out. And one more. And now I'm going to allow us all to really get connected to our own soul frequency, our own home soul frequency. And let's take that ego out of the way because it's the ego that wants us to stay skeptical or not receive the information that maybe our soul wants us to receive. So let's unplug that ego, do a full unplug, including all mimics, including all compartmentalized areas, all facsimiles thereof. And as you receive this information into your being, rather than just hear it through your ears, you will start to get little feelings of knowing if you allow it to, if you're ready for it. If you're not, it's okay. Some of this information might also create chills in your body and may create cause goosebumps. And that is your own inner intelligence, your inner knowing's way of saying, this is truth. Okay. So in some worlds, we call that truth bump. All right. So in terms of what's off in the world, I'll give you a big picture perspective. We're going to go right into it here. So we've been in a, let's call it like a video game. Okay. And um, our souls have agreed to come here and play this game together. Some of us have agreed to play a role with that would, you know, from a human judgment perspective, would be like, oh, they're evil, or they're really dark, or they're doing terrible things. And some of us have come here to play a role of we're just regular people, and we're going to go about our daily life. And now this video game started about 10,000 years ago. I'm with you. So about 10,000 years ago, we decided to create this video game. And at a soul level, it's like our souls met for coffee and said, all right, so I'm going to play this real badass. And then you're going to pretend to play the victim. But we've already all agreed to this. Okay. So we allowed for an experiment to occur on this planet where there were people that came in and decided that they were going to tell us how to operate in this world. And we were going to come in and decide that we were going to be as completely separate from our own soul, our own spirit as is possible, and only work from a real linear place. And those of us that did have intuition, you know, that type of thing, we had to go meditate for hours and hours to even be able to access uh, that part of us. So a real sense of separation occurred for those of us who came to be born here and to live here. And then we created a world where we had have and have not. We created a world where... Um, you know, back there was feudalism. Um, we had, you know, royal families that did nothing but live off of the hard labor of their peasants and sometimes treated their peasants not very well, right? And so we've gone through several stages. We've created wars. Uh, we've created famine. We've created drought, drought, drought 
um, all kinds of stuff. And these are all things in this video game that we've all agreed to participate in. And we all, by, by us coming here in that state of separation, we also allowed like that other group to quote unquote rule over us. Okay. And that group works with more darker energies on the planet. And I don't like using the word dark or light or evil or good because those are just judgments from our human mind's perspective from source. If you got, if, if you believe in source, we're all created from source. And so source, you know, some of us have chosen to play a more darker, colorful role for us. Some of us are choosing to play a role where we play with the light. So that's what's been going on for 10,000 years. And We've struggled, you know, um, even if we feel like we're living a comfortable life, it doesn't take much, as we're finding now with this virus, to put us all into survival mode. So it's not really, it's not really a planet that we had created in this video game to allow for humanity to really thrive. It was a real upside down, kind of inverted type of way to operate on this planet where you kind of just were taught to grow up, find a career that you liked or that would make you really good money, um, that maybe you could find some fulfillment in, get married, have children, and then die. And that's sort of like the only thing we were really taught to focus on. And when I say upside down and inverted, what I mean is when we go to school as kids, we're not really taught what our true gifts are. You know, we're taught to memorize a lot of facts, which aren't aren't necessarily even true. Uh, we're taught basics like math and reading and writing. But a lot of kids who do self-directed learning learn that stuff in half the amount of time that uh, we learn when we're going through a whole kindergarten to grade 12 or grade 13 program. And, you know, we're, we're forcing kids to sit in classrooms for eight hours a day, nine hours a day when a, a human child's spirit needs to play, needs imagination, needs creativity. So, you know, from the education perspective, we're not really learning what we came here to do. We're not really learning how to really succeed in life. We're learning a lot of facts in terms of healthcare. Healthcare is designed to just manage sick, okay, or to keep us alive once we have reached a level of sickness. And, you know, say you have heart disease. Well, there's no way to test or to even know what to do when the heart disease is in more of a gray area. It's like, okay, now our tests show that your heart's in big trouble. So now we're going to put you on some you know, statin drugs, now we're going to put you on some blood thinners, blah, 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 just to keep you alive. So that's what our healthcare system is. Our judicial system also has some really um, interesting ways of working. Those that have a lot of money, it's really, really easy for them to just find the loopholes to get through our judicial system. So our whole world has been designed in an upside down, inverted kind of way. And again, this is something we've all agreed to to play out this video game. You guys following me so far? I'm with you, Mark. He's, he's nodding. <laughs> okay. like, yeah, yeah, so now okay. <laughs> we agreed that we would have this experience for 10,000 years. And after that, it would start to come to an end. And so that's exactly where we are now. This whole inverted matrix was officially shut down as of December last year. 
in terms of all some of the external forces and sources that were feeding it. And what's going to happen going forward is that a lot of truths are going to come to the surface about those that we've put up on pedestals, those that we've allowed to run the world, what they've really been up to underneath the surface. And how, you know, we feel like they tell us that they have our own best interests in mind when they're actually doing the exact opposite. So that's kind of where we're at now is that all of that is starting to unravel. Um, the systems that keep these things propped up are going to unravel. Um, and we're going to start to get to a place where we're going to create a whole new way of being here on this planet. I know it's a lot of information, but that's pretty much exactly what is going on at this time. Okay. Before I ask any, any of the deeper questions, um, I want to know, I mean, obviously everybody at uh, the forefront of everybody's mind right now is this virus and people are processing mm-hmm. differently. Obviously there's some people who are, you know, absolutely terrified to leave home. People who are scared they're, you know, they're going to get sick and bring it home to their families. They're scared for their, their elderly family members or immunocompromised family members. There's people I've seen a few uh, posts on Facebook who think the whole thing is a hoax. There's people who not so much a hoax, but there are actually people who uh, hashtag coronavirus hoax. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were talking about all those that are like, oh, you're giving up all of your freedoms, you know. Well, I mean, we are, whether it's for a virus or not. So my question for... The sheep. Yes. My question for Ravinder then is, how does the virus play a role in all of this? Like one, do you, I mean, I assume you believe the virus (laughs) is real? Yes. Maybe? No? Give me your thoughts on this. the virus is playing an awesome role for us. And whether you believe it's a hoax or not a hoax or real or or not real, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Those that are going to get affected by it have agreed to, okay? And those that are going to die from it have already, their soul has already given them that timeline, like, hey, okay, you're going to check out on March 24th. That's when you're going to leave this planet because it's time for you to leave. So, they would, if the virus hadn't been here, they would have checked out anyway, whether it was through a heart attack or a stroke or a car accident or something of that sort. That's something I really, I know that's sort of like a very different concept for a lot of people, but that's really how at a sort, a soul level, we operate. Nothing is done to us. Everything is done in agreement with us. That's sort of the role the virus is playing for those that are ready to leave the planet. Is it causing um, damage uh, in the alveolars of lungs and creating cytokine storms in bodies uh, for those that are ready to leave? Absolutely. It is doing that. Are the numbers as bad as they say they are or, or compared to other kinds of viruses we've had when you compare the numbers to H1N1 or even the regular flu? It's really interesting when you actually look at those numbers from the CDC website and you see quite a discrepancy um, in those numbers. The virus is also playing a role right now of helping us see how the normal that we've had on this planet isn't really working for us because it didn't take much for that normal to unravel. And if we say we want to go back to normal, that normal never really worked for us in the first place. 
So it's also playing a role for us to really get perspective on how we have been operating um, on this planet. It's also playing a role in getting us back to some basics of human connection, of being with family, being with loved ones, um, and having that downtime and getting out of that busy, 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 which keeps us spinning and doesn't let us get into stillness where we can really connect with even with our own physical body, let alone soul. So that's another way the virus is playing a role. On the other hand, this virus was also being utilized by those that are leaving the planet in terms of their job is now done. We are done playing this video game of having these um, elites run the planet for us and kind of run it into the ground. And as they're leaving, they want to put up a little bit of a fight and they want to try and, you know, create fear and panic and chaos because fear and panic and chaos puts us into a very, very low frequency. It puts us into one of the most primal, primitive frequencies of, of a human being. And then that doesn't let us get to a place where we can really create solutions, right? You can't really have good solutions from, from a place of panic. So it's it's also playing that role for um, the collective as in humanity. So what we need to do is allow ourselves to really process the fear and process the panic and release it. And I think the longer this goes on, and the more this becomes our new temporary norm, the fear is going to start to get a little bit tiresome and the body is going to get tired of staying in such a state of panic and fight or flight. And more people will get to a place of finding some kind of a new equilibrium with it. And as that happens, it will allow for this whole situation to resolve and um, clarify more easily. So... You've now mentioned a couple of times that some truths are about to come out. Yeah, I'm, I'm lost <laughs> because this is all code to me. <laughs> yeah, so okay, let me let me just say that some of the things that you're talking about right now, I I already know what you're talking about because I I've seen some of the things you've already put out mm -hmm. into the world. Um, but this is very new to Mark, so maybe for him and for other people that are listening, um. You've alluded to the fact that we have agreed to allow, you know, a certain, I guess, subset of elite people to run mm -hmm. the world into the ground. And now some truths about that is going to come out. Um, maybe you can clarify that a little bit for people who have no idea what we're talking about right now. You've heard the terms Illuminati, Cabal, the point zero 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 one percent instead of the 1%. And, you know, we've been told by our mainstream media to scoff at these things, to uh, not pay attention to them, that they're all just conspiracy theory nuts, blah, blah, blah. And that also, the media is also playing a really big role in that because there was something called Project Mockingbird that the CIA invoked back in the 60s, where they had the major broadcast um, channels, news channels agree to not sharing truths with the people. And then when, uh, during Obama's last term, he also passed a, um, a law rule, some, I, can't, I don't know what they're actually called, that, that we can now also use our news media for 
full on propaganda. You know, you've heard the term fake news. And because we live in an upside down inverted matrix, a lot of the people who have their own independent news channels are actually sharing truth. Okay. Whereas our mainstream media is their only job is to keep us distracted, keep us in fear and not let us look at those truths because there are only six main broadcasting stations in the States and maybe two or three in Canada. Um, and they're all owned by people who meet behind closed doors and agree and cooperate that the, you know, journalists are only allowed to talk about this and, and about this and not about other okay, things. I believe that. Okay. I buy that. Yeah. I buy that very much. I've all, I've seen stuff about like, for mm-hmm. example, the Bilderberg group yeah. and it's kind of creepy, right? So there's a, there's a meeting of essentially all, anyone that's got money and people that essentially yeah. control the world. They meet together in, in, in a private place, but why would you never hear about this on the news? You got every freaking world leader and anyone of, of any influence and importance is yeah. in this and one so place. You're never going to hear yeah, about so, this yeah. on the news until this cabal is put out of operation. And so they meet, they decide on how they're going to manipulate oil prices for the year, how many plagues or droughts they're going to create. And I, I'm just saying plagues lightly because obviously this is the first sort of real quote unquote pandemic that we've had. Um, they decide on. Wait, can I me? stop you there for really quick? When you when you say create, yes. are you talking create or because I this is where this is where some of the people uh-huh. lose me a little bit, and uh, maybe I can't go down the path of like we're creating this or we're putting this thing out there or whatever the case is, but I can get on the path of if something like this happens, this is what we are going to do you know, collectively. We're all ready that to I can get into. a certain level of truth and that's okay because it's all going to come out eventually. So that's fine. You know, you can look at who owns the patent on this COVID-19 virus. You can look at um, something called Agenda 201. You can look at the fact that a lot of elites met for a conference uh, with it last year or the year before where they created um, mock trials of a pandemic and everybody was given a stuffy animal at the end of the day that was shaped exactly like a coronavirus structure. Um, you can look at who owns the lab in Wuhan, who where there's a lot of different viruses that are kept. You can go down that rabbit hole if you really want to. But the real point is, is that all of this is coming to an end. And that there are going to be truths coming out. And at the end of the day, we are all shifting to a new way of being and to a new access level of our soul. So, yeah, we've agreed to allow these people to run. And I'm I'm not saying these people as in they're separate from us or different from us. Well, they've chosen to, you know, play a different role for us because we've agreed to it. So they meet. Um, they also believe in a lot of satanic rituals um, because those are the kinds of quote-unquote gods that they follow. Um, so there's some really, really interesting, disturbing stuff they do. Um, they know the power of energy, which is why, again, in an inverted matrix, anything that has to do with energy, anything that has to do with intuition is completely poo-pooed and Turn, kind of called woo-woo, okay? So I've learned over the years that anything that the mainstream poo-poos or woo-woos, you should go down and check it out. That's what I've learned over the years. Um, so that's kind of what they do. So what I say truths that are going to come out right now under the guise of the virus, um, 
yes, there is, you know, people are getting sick, people are dying. But the other thing that's happening is that the lockdowns, the, the severity of the lockdowns are also being used to um, keep people safe in a certain sense, because things are really heating up um, behind the scenes. So there is there's a silent war, let's call it, that's been going on behind the scenes for a long time. And as the energy of this planet has shifted, it's allowed for someone to come into office in the state who is not a member of this elite club. And hence, the media has completely vilified, demonized, dehumanized this individual with the orange hair. Uh, regardless of what you think of Trump or not think of Trump, he's doing a job, he's playing a role, he's agreed to take this on for us. Um, and when I say for us, in terms of more of the linear sense, but nobody is here to save us, nobody is here to rescue us. We're all in this together, we're all creating it together. So, there are, I don't know, umpteen numbers of underground cities, underground tunnels in, around the globe and in the U.S. And that is where a lot of these children are kept. Some say there have been up to three generations that have grown up and been bred for babies um, in these underground tunnels. All kinds of rituals, levels of rituals are done, performed, enacted upon as children graduate through those rituals, um, they receive new levels of hierarchy within those um, ritualized abuse areas. And because these, the cabal know uh, how powerful we are as beings, as human beings, and because children are still so connected to source and connected to their soul, they know how powerful the energy of a child is. And so they utilize that. They utilize that energy. They uh, really traumatize these children in ways that are extremely disturbing. Some people may have heard of MK MKUltra. Um, and, you know, they've really, really refined it since the 60s when Pierre Trudeau allowed MK Ultra to be done on people at McGill University. That stuff is now all done underground. Neither one of us um, know what MK Ultra is. So if is. you look up MK Ultra, you'll find that back, I think it was in the 60s or 70s, um, McGill was involved in doing a lot of experiments on people um, where they would be put through all kinds of trauma and uh, psychic trauma to um, create in, in, uh, incredible fear within their beings. To, to basically see what would happen to their psyche and what would happen to the human mind. Um, so that eventually all came out. There were lots of lawsuits that happened. And our prime minister at the time, Pierre Trudeau, had um, approved for these kinds of experiments to happen. Okay, so that's called MK Ultra. So then MK Ultra really went underground. And because, you know, in the past 30 years, 40 years, science has really evolved. The refinement of MK Ultra techniques have also evolved. So that's kind of what's been happening. So a lot of our really favorite people, the people we really idolize, the people we really respect in terms of our leaders, in terms of our celebrities are involved in this. And when I, when I talk about the inverted matrix, it's a beautiful, perfect creation in that it's done to really confuse us. Like I'm sitting here talking about some of the most respected people who have done 
good in the world and have helped the world and are philanthropists and all of that. And if you knew their real agenda behind the scenes, it's to depopulate, it's to chip chip everybody, it's to um, create much more of a slave planet than we already have. So that was their agenda uh, going forward. And uh, that is now coming to an end because all of us have agreed, those of us that are going to continue to be alive on this planet have agreed that we want a very different experience now going forward. You should see both of our faces right now. (laughs) It's a lot. I know it's a lot. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's confusing. Um, I mean, I don't know if you even realized you jumped right into the underground cities and the children, but we hadn't even gone down that path yet. So I watched Mark's head do like a like a 360 yeah. in 10 seconds. Little bits of that information have come out over the years where, you know, people will talk about, uh, you know, the um, the uh, Hugh Hefner uh, Playboy Mansion and how there's all these tunnels under the Playboy Mansion and, uh, you know, different places like that. They will mention tunnels every once in a while, but the gravity of it, the degree of it, of course, they will never mention and they will sort of laugh at it. Ha ha ha. It was a, a way for, you know, a celebrity to get to the mansion without having to deal with paparazzi or something like that. But the reality is, is that hundreds of thousands of children go missing every year, every year. Hundreds of thousands of children go missing every year. And where are those children going? And the reality is, is that little bits of truth are starting to come out. People have discovered about Jeffrey Epstein, about how Prince Andrew was involved in some pedophile stuff. Um, if you look at Jeffrey Epstein's plane, his plane was called the Lolita Express. I don't think it needs to be any more obvious than having a plane named Lolita Express. For those of you who have watched the movie Lolita, it's about an older man having lots of sexual feelings for a underaged girl. So that's the name of his plane. If you look at the flight log, you'll see many, many, many people's names that you will recognize. And you will also see names that are on there repeatedly um, on those flight logs. So Harvey Weinstein, that information came out recently. And again, had Orange Man Bad, as the media has basically been um, working towards making us all feel, not been in office, even these truths wouldn't be coming out. Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby. So some little drips are coming out, but the extent, the gravity, all of that has been really controlled and still really kept secret and not letting us know because then, of course, people would lose their minds. So, and that's why he's wanting to reiterate over and over and over again that as these truths come out, um, we're not here to witch hunt anybody. We're not here to look at as, uh, it as good or evil. We're here to know that we've all agreed to play this video game together. So just take some deep breaths, take some deep breaths. And, you know, this stuff is going to create a lot of shock and trauma in people's minds as it comes out. And you're probably listening to this and going, what is she even talking about? But don't worry. It's either going to come out in the next couple of weeks, going to come out in the next couple of months or the next couple of years. So let me ask you a question then. Cause I, like I said, I've seen some of the stuff you've been putting out mm-hmm. recently. And when, okay, so you, I mean, you've been 
doing energy work for 20, 20 plus years. When did you really start going down this whole rabbit hole? And like, I mean, if I can summarize what I think you just said for everybody listening is that basically there's a very small percentage of the world that are, quote, evil, even though we're not using that term. I like to use the word colorful. They're colorful and they're sort of controlling everything, controlling the media and There are these underground cities or tunnels or whatever you want to call it. And there's this whole giant child trafficking ring going on that none of us are 100% aware of. Like you said, children go missing, but where do they go? And these elite people are using these kids for satanic rituals. Is that okay? And why now? Why are things coming out now? Is is it like what Mark said? Was this virus the perfect time? Or was the virus put here because now was the time that people decided? So What's going on? Because the inverted matrix was officially turned off um, as of the end of last year, in terms of what's been feeding the inverted matrix off planet, the elites on this planet, so-called elites, I call them old establishment or cabal, they still feel that they have the right to still operate exactly how they've been operating. And they want to take the next step in their agenda, which is, like I said, a lot of depopulation and creating more of a a safe planet. Um, But because the planet is now, the people on this planet are now heading into a much more accelerated ascension path, okay? And by ascension, what I mean is because the inverted matrix is coming to an end, um, the sense of separation that we've had from who we really are, like, you know, how many of us connect to our soul? We kind of have this concept, abstract idea that we have a soul, but how many of us can communicate directly with our soul? So there's been a real sense of separation for all of us. And so that is coming to an end. Um, There are a lot of frequencies that this planet is constantly being immersed in. And as those frequencies come in, we are evolving. And by evolving, I mean, we're coming into more of a knowing, we're coming into more of a closer and closer into more of an alignment with connection with our soul. So because those vibrations are getting higher and higher and higher, this planet is no longer going to be able to sustain low frequency types of activities. So low frequency, you know, you may want to call them dark or evil. This planet is no longer going to be a place where that can sustain those types of frequencies. Does that make sense? Yes, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's still yeah. mind-blowing so and a lot to digest, but I know what is you're... the year for the truth to start to surface. Just like, you know, when you're doing house cleaning at home, say you're at, you're cleaning out a closet you haven't cleaned out in years and there's going to be lots of dust bunnies and all kinds of crap, right? That you have to pull out of that closet. Not at my house <laughs> all the time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for other for other other non-OCD that. people. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what we're doing at a, a macro level here on this planet. At a global level, we're now ready to clean out our closets and find out what is going on. Wow. Mark, do you have anything to say about this? Don't know yet. <laughs> 
he, you know what? He's always quiet Don't on me. the episodes. Uh-huh. This is nothing new, but he's exceptionally quiet, right? Like because he's sitting there and he looks yet. like he's meditating himself. It's not that I'm meditating myself. I'm just trying, to, I'm trying, trying to figure out everything that was just said. I'm trying to figure out everything that was just said. The inverted matrix is now has the plug mm-hmm. pulled on it, right? And everyone that was benefiting from this inverted matrix is now like, holy shit, this inverted mm-hmm. matrix is over. We need to now keep our yep. stake in the ground and make sure we right. stay right where we are. Coronavirus, yeah. here it is. And this is how we can still right. maintain control because we tell everyone we got locked down the world. We put everyone in front of their TVs. You're mm-hmm. not allowed to leave the house. And now we're going to feed you everything that we want you to hear because you're exactly yeah. where we want you to be. Just waiting for our next message. You got it. You got right? it exactly. Um, so that, that was their agenda, but everything is perfectly designed and everything is happens for the exact reason it needs to. So so are we also saying then at the same time, the rest of the world is now becoming more yes, enlightened? the rest of the world. Those that are allowing themselves to get out of fear and panic and really even allowing themselves to get into a place of stillness, okay, where we're having more quiet time, are able to then access those energies that are coming to the planet. When we're staying in busy, 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 even those free, even though those frequencies are coming to the planet, we're not allowing our beings to have access to them in the same way or the same impactful way as when we're quiet. So, you know, it's like they're, you know, they're trying to make their agenda keep happening. But because this planet is no longer going to work and operate that way anymore, it's like, okay, this is perfect timing. It gives us time to really connect. It really gives us time to shut down the busyness. And eventually, the people that are in the fear and panic will also start to calm down from the fear and panic. Can we do this then? Because I think we start to lose people when you start to use the word frequency. This is from when I understand what you mean by frequency. And then when you're talking about your your psychological, emotional state Mm -hmm. based on frequency. There are certain frequencies that are associated with Mm -hmm. certain types of emotions. Right. So lower frequency, we're talking about things like anxiety, fear, Mm -hmm. anger, that type of thing. Right. So the lowest frequency is that of shame, actually. And fear creates a lot of trauma state in us. You know, so it puts us really into survival mode. And when we're in survival mode, we're down to our basic human primitive, primitive place. Right. Um, Where we're starting to hoard toilet paper because we don't know what else to do with that panic. Right. Even though rationally, it doesn't make sense to hoard Mm -hmm. toilet paper. (laughs) That's where the the panic and the fear takes us. And so, and then the highest frequency is that of love and, and, and then, you know, that, and there's certain, um, hurt levels that have been associated with those emotions, right? So love is at a frequency of 528 hertz. And then the frequencies just keep going lower and lower and lower. So when I say it's no longer going to be able to, sustain that lower frequency when you're doing, you know, pedophilic things or um, things that are not going to allow for a human being to thrive, like do the exact opposite of letting a human being thrive. Those are pretty low frequency types of ways of operating. And this planet is just not going to be a place where you can do that anymore. Hmm. Can I ask you a couple just kind of, uh, they're not they're not out of place, yeah. but they might be a little bit out of place. So things that I've seen or heard or read places, and I'm just going to throw it to you. And if you've heard these things and okay. they make sense at all. Cool. Okay. So I've re- heard or read about, okay, everyone's on lockdown. 
let's go let's go put up a whole bunch of 5g Mm -hmm. um towers all over the place because with 5g you can control frequency and therefore you can keep populations in a certain mood or a certain Mm -hmm. state have you heard something like this and if you have so 5g is a very destructive technology for the human body and it creates very, very high levels of radiation in the areas that um, it's installed in. And this is, you know, this type of research is really out there. There are some politicians that have become aware of this and they're they're talking about this. So 5G was supposed to start to come in now anyway. And um, that is sort of being installed to a certain degree while this has been going on in certain parts of the world. There have been some countries that have decided to ban 5G. So that's something, again, that needs to come to our awareness. Do we want to agree to this type of a technology, this really, you know, harmful technology for our bodies uh, mm-hmm. to be allowed or do we not want to? And as as human beings, we need to make those kinds of decisions. So then you're like, there's no connection, at least the way you see it, between the idea of being able to keep everyone at a certain frequency, therefore a certain type of emotional state, which will therefore allow us to pull the strings on your life even more. Or did I just go like completely like, I got to stop vaping this weed? Yeah, it can. It can be. Okay. Um, and the other thing I want you got people to know is that how the cabal operate is they have this uh, belief within their own um, religion, so to speak, that whatever they do, they need to actually allow us to see before they do it. And so they put these quote unquote truths out within Hollywood movies a lot of the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, people always sometimes they post on Facebook that, oh, look, the Simpsons predicted that Trump was going to be elected, or Simpsons predicted that uh, there was going to be the Boston Marathon bombing or things like that. So a lot of the movies that you watch in Hollywood that seem really out there or really sci-fi, when I watch them, I'm like, oh, look, they're trying to put one of their agendas out there that, Mm -hmm. that they want to do, right? So there are some movies out there where they show, you know, cell phones. I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, where the cell phone signal was allowing for the people to start to kill each other in this church. Um, and that was going to be a, a type of mind control that was going to be allowed. So that kind of technology, is it out? Is, do they have that kind of technology? Yeah, they do. Um, so, yeah, they are. They're still trying to, you know, go along with their agenda. But we have to decide. Where, what kind of a world we want to create now going forward. Gotcha. I got another one for you then because you seem okay. to know all this stuff. Um, celebrities uh-huh. and uh, testing positive for COVID-19. Yeah. I've been, I read where I get sent a whole bunch of things. Or he comes into the kitchen and I say over and over again, this super selective virus has gotten another celebrity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? There's all kinds of um, probabilities like there's all kinds of information out there as to why that is. There's too much confusion to know if any of the which of those are the truth. But I will say some celebrities are using the COVID-19 infection as a way to hide the fact that they may be under house arrest. Right. right so it's like I've been served with papers and yes. or I'm under house arrest. Yeah. And the best way to stay out of the media light on any of this is I have to go into 14 day quarantine. Exactly. And so like Ellen, um, she actually tweeted way back, I think, at the beginning of March. Hey, you know, I'm going to take a break from my show um, I'm going to go into self-isolation. They're calling it self-isolation, right? And, um, you know, if 
that Florida arrest warrant I have, and it's got nothing to do with my Florida arrest warrant. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, what what does that even mean? So there are, right now in the U.S. alone, there are over 157,000 sealed indictments. And in a typical year, there are maybe... 300 or a couple of hundred of sealed indictments. How do you know this? I know I that. All this stuff. So how do you follow? Like the reason I'm asking that is because I know there's going to be people listening and saying, okay, sealed indictments. How do you get that information? Like, where does this come from? There's a group that knows about this. How do they know about this? So there are, there's a group of um, what are called white hats and white hats are people in the military and intelligence within the government. And it's the White Hats that actually asked Trump to even run for president because they knew that he's the only one that's not initiated into a secret society. And Newt Gingrich even came out and said this back when Trump was still um, campaigning, you know, before he was even elected for president the first time. When he was still campaigning, Newt Gingrich came on one of the mainstream media channels and said, well, he's, he hasn't been initiated. He's not part of a secret society. You know, so you can, you guys can Google that if you want to. What I'm trying to say is there are a lot of white hats that don't agree with what's been happening on the planet and, um, are just people like you and me who are appalled and disturbed. And because of the positions they hold, they know of what's going on, but can't do anything about it because no, they, they don't have the control. And again, I'm just going to say this, that we've all agreed to this. Um, And so they have found a way to bring that kind of intel out. There are some people who spread truth over the years. I've followed a number of them where they will interview whistleblowers and these whistleblowers have had their lives just completely fall apart and have been killed. So there are a lot of whistleblowers out there that have come out that have been interviewed by, like I said, a lot of those independent news channels um, that do provide truth. And there are a lot of independent news channels that are there specifically to be actual fake news, just again, to confuse us even more to know what's right and wrong. So um, there's something that came out in, and I've been, I've been following this since 2004. Or so just to backtrack a little bit, Amanda, you asked me how I got into all this stuff mm-hmm. earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I was always that Y girl Growing up, I always questioned our our world, and I, something never felt right to me about how this world was, never felt right to me about religion, and I just always felt like something was off. And then in about 2001, I was given this book to read that basically was a, a written by a guy who ended up leaving the States and finding um, a really hidden, almost like a... A monkery in the middle of nowhere um, in Tibet and staying there and being trained there. Um, and the people that ran that that kind of a monastery place were, I'll call them monks because that'll be the easiest for people to understand, who never lost the original knowledge before our world changed 10,000 years ago. So he ended up there He was guided to go there. His intuition told him to go there and he got a message to go there and he found this place just on his own. Um, He stayed there for many years training, uh, learning how to access his intuition, learning how to be in touch with his soul, learning how to do all of that, and then was given the message to come back to the state and share his message. So he wrote this book and I read it 
list and it explained everything that's happening now. He said, you know, there's going to be food shortages. And and um, we started having that a few years ago. All of a sudden, you know, cauliflower was $10 a, a piece, you know, that type of thing. And and then he said, you know, they're, the biggest key is going to be the viruses that they're going to use. And being someone who is, has a cell biology background, who has worked with viruses, who has worked with splicing genes, there, it's really easy to create um, a mutated virus to do what you want it to do with the type of technology that we have on this planet. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into it. And I always kind of wondered why we, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, you could have a household with one primary income that could feed a family comfortably, buy a house, not have to worry about pension, and live a pretty comfortable life. And how we went from that to now we have to create pensions by gambling with our money, essentially, right? We're taught to put our money into RRSPs and whatnot. And next thing you know, the stock markets crash. And if you were retiring today, you'd be in big trouble. Yeah, my right? par- my parents did. Yeah, you'd be in big trouble. So I was always sort of questioning all that. And then one day I was walking down a Young and Bloor and literally something came and hit me over the head and said, we're still in a feudal system. And I went, holy crap, we're still in a feudal system. We just don't even know it anymore. Because we've been so programmed and brainwashed to think that the more we hustle, the more we make, you know, yay, I'm making $100,000. But nowadays, $100,000 gets you nowhere, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and how hard you have to work to even make that kind of money, you know? And then you pay tax on it. And by the end of the day, you're left with, what, 60, if that? Mm-hmm. So all of those things were going on. And then a friend of mine came up to me one day and said, you know, money is a joke, right? Like, it's not backed by anything. They print it out of nowhere. It's called fiat currency and um, all of this kind of stuff. And my whole body just broke out in goosebumps. And then I started to do some research. I had already heard that the royal families were weirdos. And um, so I started to do some research there, just started to go down what they call the rabbit hole in in that world and just finding out more and more and more. And after a while of staying up many, many, many all-nighters for many years, kind of really getting a sense of how it works um, on this level and then getting a sense of how it works on a couple of other levels and going, you know what, I don't need to do this anymore because it's actually not... Um, helping me in my own growth. I'm learning about all this, which is good because on the one hand, now that it's all playing out, you can see it for what it is rather than just being like the average person who has no idea and they're just freaking out. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it wasn't um, help assisting me in helping me connect to my soul, helping me connect to what it is I need to do, which is what we all need to be. So you, you've been following all of this for 16 years or more yeah mm-hmm. and now here it is and now and here it is yeah. can I ask you a question of, oh sorry yeah. I want I want to hear your question I was just I just wanted to say this one thing yeah. a lot of what Ravinder has been posting is very positive for anybody who right now is feeling like death doom and despair because this all sounds like really really heavy a lot of what you've been posting is really positive I'm going to let Mark go on with this question and we'll circle back to this mm-hmm. are you scared at all when you speak about this kind of stuff oh god no I am so excited you guys I am so excited about 
where we're heading. And that brings and us back to what I just said. A lot of what you've been posting is very positive. But I just, <laughs> I just mean just the content of what you're saying. Like you yep. don't, you you don't get you don't get worried that like uh, maybe I'm too thinking conspiracy. At the end of the day, the powers that be control a lot of things that happen, and we all the hear, powers that work. And we all hear the stories of you know what someone said something here, and that someone isn't doesn't have a voice anymore. Or, or so you know I what? know that that is not part of my soul experience or agreement. Mm. So all those people who were whistleblowers who have died, it was part of their agreement to help us along in their wake-up calls. But it is not my agreement because I'm here to facilitate facilitate in a different way. Gotcha. So back to what I was saying, you're excited. Yeah. You're excited. Uh-huh. You're I'm so excited. You I'm scared. <laughs> I'm like, am I even gonna, am I even gonna publish this? Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, and we've we've mentioned you on a couple of the other podcasts, but in a way that we've just, you know, we've talked about how people again are processing this differently and there are people who are, you know, would be labeled as conspiracy theorists and who have their mm-hmm. thoughts. And I mean I guess you fall into that category, although I'm I'm not saying I'm calling you a conspiracy theorist, but that's what, you know, how we've labeled it. And I've been following what you're saying. And part of the reason I've been following everything that you've been posting and whatever is because there is always somewhat of a positive undertone to everything you post, even when it is disturbing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's some sort mm-hmm. of positivity in everything you're posting. Why are you so excited? Why is this so positive? Because you know when you're um, in the in a storm, and when that storm blows over, the sun shines, and we rebuild. Uh-huh. So that's kind of what's happening. We're in a storm. We're bringing up to the surface what's going to need to be cleared from this planet. Okay, these people are going to be eventually arrested. Um, or some of them are going to decide to use the coronavirus as their way out to say, I died from coronavirus, but they're going to be dealt with via executions. Like that's what John McCain chose. Um, he chose to pretend it was cancer that took him out, but it was because he chose not to go through all the trials and have his family undergo the stress of uh, everyone knowing what he's been up to. Wow. Um So, you know, a lot of them are just going to be, they're going to be put out to pasture. Now, some of you might know that the Federal Reserve is not a federal agency in the States, right? Like some people know that. It's a private institution run by some very private elite people. Mm -hmm. So just recently, uh, the Federal Reserve is now going to be merged with the U.S. Treasury, okay? And now for those of us who know what that means, that is such a game changer because it means that those elite that have been running the Federal Reserve are finally throwing in the towel and saying, all right, we're, we're given our power over. Okay. And so between 2020 and the next four or five years, there's going to be a lot of um, change. There's going to be upheaval because our systems. Um, a lot of our systems that are here that are not to help us all thrive and really lead, lead um, lives of abundance are going to be removed and new systems are going to be brought in. It's going to be experimental because, you know, we're doing this for the first time. We're going to be taken away from a lot of those types of 
operating systems that are growing us in a tizzy where we do end up retiring and finding out we have no money to retire, you know, in the most vulnerable age of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's going to, we have technology on this planet, you guys, that is thousands of years beyond anything that we've been told about. We have technology on this planet for free energy. And by what I mean by free energy is we don't need oil, we don't need solar, we don't need water. It's a technology that was developed many decades ago and has been kept under wraps because uh, it doesn't let those that want to control us control us, you know, back in the day. So free energy is going to be out there. Um, money and currency is not even going to be a thing eventually. And we're going to eventually, eventually be able to create a world where we can actually have all the abundance for everybody um, and have everybody thrive. So like even right now, you know, we're taught, for example, to fear that this planet is overpopulating, right? We're, we're taught to fear that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, their agenda is depopulation. So they, you have to create a fear that we're overpopulating in order to eventually start to invoke the agenda. But the thing is, we already grow food to feed 10 million people, and we're, we're close to 8 billion right now on the planet. So we already actually produce food to feed 10 billion. And what you'll see is when you go to your grocery store, all your produce is perfect. They're all in similar size, similar shape. All the apples are about the same size. When you go to buy a carton of eggs, all the eggs are about the same size. But those of you who have your own home gardens or have your own home fruit trees, you know, that's not how nature works, right? Right. Like carrots come out looking all funky and you'll have an apple tree. Some of the apples are small. Some of them are big. Some of them have funky shapes. Some of them are spots on them. So what happens to all that food? Where does it go? The ugly food? The ugly food. (laughs) Where does the ugly food go, Ravinder? Where does the ugly food? It gets thrown out or it gets or it gets fed to farm animals. It gets thrown out or fed to farm animals. Like if you think of just the insanity of that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not to say we don't have enough money on this planet to feed everybody, do we? Right? We can spend a trillion dollars a day on a military budget, but if we have to spend a couple of billion to help people survive this quote unquote, get through this quote unquote, pandemic, it's not allowed. Hmm. And it's, it's, you know, and we don't even question that. Well, Mark and I have a lot of questions about money. Like money has never made sense to us, period. And our our conversations surrounding money don't make sense because we don't know anything. But I mean, in this period right now, you're speaking to a lot of RMTs and other manual therapists. We're all unemployed and basically are just losing money by the day. By the end of this, none of us are going to have any money. I think that's creating a lot of fear. Should that be creating a lot of fear or should we just happily take whatever money the government's going to give to us and chill out and put our feet up so for now work through that fear because we're all super resourceful we're all in this together a lot of small businesses a lot of um, health practitioners are in the same boat okay and process that fear and just know that we're all going to come up with a solution we can get money from the government. I mean, it's a pittance, right? Yeah. I mean, just even look at the rents in Toronto, let alone um, trying to feed yourself on that money. Mm-hmm. Take the money from the government. 
And once this all blows over, we're going to have to all band together and figure out a new system until some of these other systems become operational in our world. Okay. Sounds like a lot of work. We're all smart people. We're all smart people. We all are very creative people. We're all very resourceful people when we allow ourselves to be. And this is about the other thing that's happening on this planet is it's about allowing us to become our own sovereign, resourceful beings and not depending on an external source and not depending on an external power to give us what we need. So we're kind of having to grow up in a certain sense in that way. And it's not to say that we're not responsible people, but we've grown up in a world where we're taught that we have to give money to the government and then the government sort of provides certain things for us and everything's ticky-boo. And all of that is kind of falling apart. So yeah, there are going to be some growing pains as we go through this. Um, people aren't going to be able to afford homes, people, you know, mortgages are going to, a lot of mortgages are going to go crash because people can't afford their payments if they're losing their jobs. So it's, it's, this is a global thing, right? Mm -hmm. This is a global thing. So they can't just force everybody out of their homes. (laughs) Yeah. They can't afford the entire world to just like get out of their homes and, and not have food. And so that's when, yeah, we are going to need to be quite resourceful with each other for a little while. But you're excited. But, but I'm excited because everything's shifting. There are there's um trillions of dollars that are being held back that are specifically for the use of humanity. And so once all these things start to shift, that money is going to be made available to us for us to rebuild. Wow. This was a lot. I, I'm saying was because I don't I don't know if there's anything else we need to discuss. <laughs> I feel like you just you just gave me a whole life lesson right now. And the most important thing that I want to just say over and over again is for all of us to work on our fears, work on releasing all of this stuff, because we are all in this together. And the more we work on our fears, the more we work on the stuff that's coming up in us, the faster we're going to get through this. That was Mark, the, the long audible sigh. That was Mark. <laughs> What do you want to say, Mark? I don't know. I really don't know. I really <laughs> was that, don't know. Was that a lot, you guys? That was a lot. I think, I like I said, I was a little more prepared for what we were going to talk about tonight. I've only shared a few of your uh, posts with Mark. And so he kind of had an idea what he was uh, stepping into. I no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. No, it's cool. But it's you cool. know what, you guys? Um, regardless of whether you decide to you know, post this or not post this, um, I felt really drawn to do this. My soul told me to do this because the more of us that, that can wake up and not worry about people thinking we're weird or what, whatever, the faster this is going to go. And we're still on the brink of all of this stuff coming out anyway. Like already nurses are, um, you know, people are posting recordings from nurses in some of those makeshift hotels in New York about some of these kids and they're bawling their eyes up because, you know, they have no idea. They had no idea that this was going on. So it's already coming out. And between now and Easter, a lot of stuff is going to be happening in terms of rescuing these kids. Um, and like I said, that's why those big ships are there and things like that. People are going to find out soon enough anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I'm, Are we worried at all about the the now larger government control and loss of freedoms at all? And the passing of laws of stuff that can that only happen in agenda, moments like right? this? That was part of the agenda. Now, for those of us who have been following the um, information about what's required during this lockdown period to like rescue these kids and everything, the reason why they also were doing these lockdowns is because the cabal are really, really good at creating... Um, false flags. So they'll, they'll bomb a place. And then all of a sudden, um, everybody's attention goes to that bombing and, oh my God, they blame it on terrorists and what have you. So they, they were going to try to do some shenanigans that way. And so to keep us all home and away from crowding and big, big public places is preventing that from happening. So you've got Uh, one agenda on one side and then you've got another agenda on the other side playing out. Okay. So it's like a big chess game. And um, at the end of the day, everything is aligning eventually for it to be playing out towards the light. This is perfect timing for anybody who might want to understand more, understand about the work you do. Um, Why don't you give out your website and your information? Sure. My website is soulworkmethod.ca. And I'm also on Instagram and I will be on Twitter. I'm doing a lot of um, group meditations facilitating those for people as well if anyone is interested as we go through this process to help again release some of those fears that are coming up and if anybody is feeling drawn to this if it's resonating with you and if anybody would like a one-on-one session I'm happy to assist that as well okay thank you anything else you want to ask Ravinder before we go (laughs) I I think I'm good (laughs) I think you might have exploded his brain a little bit. I don't think no, he's going to no, talk no. to me it's for the just, rest of the night. <laughs> um, I, I read stuff just to read stuff because I like, I like to hear what other people think. Like I've got a friend on my Facebook page and he's all about this stuff. And, you know, whether I'm with him or I'm not, like I find it interesting to hear a billion different points of view on mm-hmm. what's going mm-hmm. on. And, you know. Yeah. 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 Everybody's in their own world of their own truth or their own reality. And, yeah. uh you know, it shifts as you expand. Absolutely. Well, thank you for, I, I was honestly not sure how deep you would go into it, but you went right, right down that rabbit hole and took us with you. And that's, I think what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear you piece everything together because I've been, as I said, I've been seeing stuff that you're posting. So I'm looking at things like bit by bit and I now completely understand what you've been, I guess, trying to tell all of your followers the last little while. Yeah. And I, I didn't get into a lot of the disturbing, disturbing stuff on my uh, Facebook page because that didn't feel right. It was I just wanted to at least bring it to people's awareness by showing some of those pictures and some of those, um, you know, because pictures are so powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then let them either decide they want it to understand more or ignore it or what have you. I know. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Cool. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.